0: Yes, we do. You. Every single weekend on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the points of your valley on Reset. the heck on Reset's News Talk? 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYLS. Come on. Yeah. Ah, Every single weekend. That's for you, Marilyn. Uh, Here it is, July 18th. That's right, Saturday, July 18th, the bonus half hour. That's right, the extra little bit, a little bit extra of your guilty pleasure every Saturday morning joining us here on Citizen Watch. So happy you've been with us, hopefully since 6 a.m. when we roll out of the oldies for a couple hours and uh, we get into our local block 6 to 10. Still a uh, half hour to go after this show with Dr. Bob Real Living Today. He finishes up the local block. Of course, 6 a.m. is uh, the first of many. Citizen Watch segments. 6 to 7. And of course, 7 to 8, Roger Wood, Community Conversations. Six great episodes with my buddy, Raj. Uh, Local issues, a lot of health and school things in the news. 8 to 9, another episode of Citizen Watch. Of course, this week, we heard from Realtor. Political godfather, Andy Crodik. Uh, Atwater, uh, Atwater guy over there, really Mr. Atwater, knows a lot about Atwater, he was on the city council 12 years, had him on the 8 o'clock hour. And then 9 to 9.30, the bonus half hour of Citizen Watch is what you're listening to now. Also this week at 6 a.m., the 6 a.m. hour, we had Senator Andreas Borges, the 8th Senatorial District covers all the area around us from Death Valley, where it was, what, 150 degrees this week, 119, something like that, record-setting temperatures, Madera County, Mariposa, all the uh, foothills communities there to the east of us, up into Sacramento Valley, Sacramento County. He was our guest, as was Senator Jim Costa, <laughs> Senator, Congressman Jim Costa, excuse me, Congressman, House of Representatives, the House and the Senate. House of Representatives on the federal level, Jim Costa came in, spent a little bit of time with us. We still have a bit more of that interview to go through, which we'll play for you next week. There was a portion of the show he talked about a uh, war, uh, not an award, a presentation they were going to make to a Korean War veteran, uh, some medals that were owed to him, and that happened Friday. I saw it in the paper that was covered. So Jim talked a little bit about that. Congressman Costa talked a little bit about that. Also the COVID-19, the effects, those sort of things. Of course, the big one that we've seen here locally that happened, what? Governor's new News Conference yesterday, Friday, the noon news conference that uh, basically said those counties that are under the watch, the order, the shutdown, the the rollback, the peel a banana, whatever it is, slip on a banana, you're not going to be able to open schools, in-person schools. I knew this was coming ray charles could see this it was something that uh, was very very evident the control the iron fisted control that sacramento wants to have the teachers union they already have an iron fist of control over the governor uh, holding on to a part of his anatomy to extract what they want now you have not heard about any of the teachers taking a reduction of pay uh, any anybody worried about any layoffs over there at our 21 school districts here in the county no i don't think so i think everybody's fairly secure in their job the question is how much more money can we get you know because we need training we need uh, more personnel ppe uh, direct deposit i mean we need help we need help and believe me when i say our school system Needs a tremendous amount of help. But like I said, in the 6 a.m. hour, a little editorial between segments of the senator and the congressman, private schools, that's right, they're still having in-person classes. Went on the Stone Ridge Christian School website. They have a beautiful picture of all the children looking into the camera, holding up their little hands, all five fingers. Not like the children we've seen lately holding up the Fist of Defiance. Uh, holding the uh, fireworks, the uh, IED as they throw it at the law enforcement officer, holding up that single finger salute. We're so used to seeing no, no, no. Beautiful little children holding up their five fingers, indicating that Stone Ridge Christian will be holding classes in-person classes five days a week. Now, doesn't that sound doesn't that sound like just the old traditional school year? I mean, the best, the best you were going to get out of the public school system was two days a week now they promise what did the governor say yesterday uh, i heard via i didn't watch it i can't uh, i have a, a reflex you, you don't you know you start to kind of the bio starts to rise there when, when you hear the uh, you know i mean this guy talks in some weird language man i, I don't know what he he does before the concert the uh, concert <laughs> maybe that's what he thinks he's going to before these news conferences but uh, really bizarre speech but uh, he was saying, uh, you know, hey, we're going to you have the uh, teachers, you know, one-on-one with the kids so many hours a day. Really? How are you going to do that? Well, here in Merced County, I guess what we've done is bought the Wi-Fi hotspot. You know, and it, your phone doesn't work. Obviously, nobody has these because we bought 10000 at a cost of uh, three-quarters of a million, $780-some thousand some 1000 dollars with the, uh, you know, the monthly bill, the service fee being about 115000 Now, you know, folks, this is some math that old case can do. If you have 10,000 hockey pucks sitting in everybody's, uh, you know, your children's bedroom, I'm sure they will be, well, will they have the parental controls on there? There will be no downloading of, uh, you know, inappropriate websites, anything like that. But uh, let's see, you have 10,000 of those spread throughout the, uh, this is what, the high school district? I forget which one. Anyway, there's 21 districts. This is one of the 21, and uh, you divide 115,000 a month. That's a service fee into 10,000. You know what? This was easy for old case. Easy, easy, easy. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen dollars a month. That's how much. No, 115,000. that's eleven dollars and fifty cents. See, I can't even get that right. Anyway, the point being is we're paying for it all. We're gonna. Why don't we pay for bottled water? Why don't we pay for, uh, you know, that blue ribbon, blue plate? You know, why don't we pay for a food service? I mean, we're feeding them all anyway. But you don't hear anything, anything about the teachers taking a cutback, taking a rollback. You know, uh, nothing, nothing like that. Because they're not. All it is is more and more and more. Meanwhile, private schools are uh, doing what the public school system should be doing, but they're not. Now, it's not cheap to go to private school when you go to the tuition page on Stone Ridge About $40,000 a year, but you look at what we're paying in the public school system per student per year, over $10,000. I'm sure we're going to be hitting 15 with this COVID-related. I mean, they're telling us basically we need to build, what, another school because we can only have half the kids we have now, let alone increasing enrollments. But the, uh, the, the secret's out. Everybody can see it. This is all control, let alone, let alone the small businesses. Don't even get me started on the damage we're doing to the local economy, the state economy, the national economy, by closing down the small businesses, going after the restaurants, the mom and pop, the bread and butter, the fabric of this country, because small business, small uh, business concerns are the majority. At least they were. I don't know. Maybe there's some consolidation like the dairy industry. But uh, they they were the, the backbone of this country economically. And we see hit after hit after hit. We're going to reopen. Remember all the certification by the county, the uh, sanctuary, this and that. Don't hear a lot of that now, do we? And yet we don't hear a lot of deaths either. Uh, We think we're up to 14, 15. Wow, very tragic and unfortunate. My friends, 15 deaths over four months. Give me a break. Lose more people like that out on 99 and Interstate 5. You know, if you you want to be agoraphobic, sit in your house, worried about uh, environmental, what's going to go on outside your front door, well, that's a mental condition go in the DSM-5, you'll find that, uh, the diagnosis. But to quarantine all the healthy people for fear of the vulnerable population is ludicrous. This is insanity. This is insanity. And we are going to destroy our businesses locally if we go into a complete shutdown, which is basically where we're headed. 14 days of no increasing cases. This is an impossible metric to meet in the current situation we have, and no talk about all of the protests and the crowd. Everybody's over there, you know, the mayor, the, our chief of police here in Merced. You know, he's down on his knee, you know, crawling around over there. No, no social distancing, none of that. No, that was all because you know we're the systemic problems we have, and you know all these things reared its head in the first two years of the presidency. Kind of interesting, I, I think. But anyway, no, no pushback on that, and, and potentially the spread of the covid but again i look at the deaths when we first started out with that this situation we were concerned that we were, our, our healthcare system as we knew it would be overwhelmed we wouldn't have enough hospital beds it'd look like a, a mash unit something out of a movie people in the corridors you know ivs hanging from the you know look it would it would it, 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 <laughs> it look like lance armstrong's room you know we'd have stuff hanging from the picture hooks the the curtain rods you know it's just We'd be running out of room. Well, it didn't happen. We prepared. We we uh, we didn't have this this huge death. This huge, uh, you know, we didn't have the number of incubators or intubators, the 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 uh, the ventilators. We didn't have these things. We produced them again. We're America. We're the number one country on the face of the planet, and we're succumbing to fear. To fear. We're not agoraphobic. We're Americans we should act like it. We should lead. We have no leaders. We have people that cower and that are afraid. And now we're being told, well, if you wear a face mask, we'll get a hold of this thing. Really? Really? How's that worked over at Home Depot and Lowe's? When I see you close the doors over there, when I see the sheriff over there, when I see him close that down instead of La Nita's and the almond tree, well, then maybe I'll think you're serious, but we're not so, again, it's it's a half-hearted, half, uh, well, I would use a bad word, but I can't, a hearted effort to uh, try to get this thing under control, and this is not working. It's just terrible, terrible. Let's go on to some other issues. Uh, what have we got here? Merced High School Solar Project. What a horrible, horrible project. Whoever approved that, whoever put that visual blight in front of one of the most beautiful high schools on Olive Avenue across from save mart and mcdonald's shame on you shame on you you couldn't have put that somewhere else i know the teachers like to park under the shade like the county that visual blight where's the trees by the way merced county at 2222 m street you were supposed to replace all the trees in the in the uh, green belt around that block you have down there and you have not but the merced high school whoever did that horrible horrible that ain't green that's ugly 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 and if you think you're saving energy well give me a break energy is neither created nor destroyed it merely changes form i don't know if they still teach that over there the law of conservation at school or if we're into the book burning anyway what a what a what a pathetic project that is man that just looks horrible my alma mater just looks horrible can't even see the campus now Ah, whoever did that, shame on you! What else do I want to talk about here? Ah, uh, Mike Falalta, the mayor of Los Banos, been a guest on this show many, 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 many times. Matter of fact, he came in not that uh, long ago when Measure J. Remember that? That little, uh, you know, pull the wool over your eyes. We're out of money. The buildings are falling apart at Merced College. Remember that? Little uh, ballot initiative that went down in flames right into the ground. Boom. Didn't, couldn't even get 50% on that. Anyway, Mike Villalta and uh, Tony Whitehurst came in to Citizen Watch, talked about that. Mike has been a great voice over there on the west side. And not only as the mayor, but as a member of MCAG, the Merced County Association of Governments, our local COG, our coalition of governments, a great Voice of reason. I won't even say conservative. A great voice of reason on McCag. Always uh, fa- uh, fighting for the transportation issues over there in Los Banos. The west side, the best side. Of course, you know, the bypass. Big issue for many years over there. They don't want the bypass now. They want the uh, business because the business will bypass Los Banos with the bypass. And they don't want that. They, they got it going on along Pacheco Boulevard. You been over there? Looks like uh, Turlock East or west which way is my direction Turlock West I'm telling you they got more things going on they cater to a lot of the commuters know they leave San Jose they're about ready to buy the uh, groceries on the way home the honey has the honeydew list or the the whatever the whatever list they stop there in los baños now if they had a bypass around the city they would just be about a two minute ride past there so again Mike Volta valalta uh announcing His retirement, 70 years old, wants to spend time with the grandkids, the family. Can't blame him at all. But I can tell you, Michael, you will be missed hugely, hugely. Not only there by the residents of Los Banos, but also on McCag and the other mayors. I know that you've been a... Again, uh, just, you know, when you're going up against the BOS, uh, the BSers at the BOS, the Board of Supervisors there, there's five of them, and there's six mayors, so... Again, uh, Mike Villalta has been a wonderful voice on and as well as the mayor. Gets elected, hands down. I don't think he had any competition the last couple of times. I don't know who's going to run. I have no idea, but we will find out. Let's get into the uh, last issue here. The city, well, man, uh, maybe the last issue. There is going to be a city council meeting. Merced, City of Mercy. Merced City Council meeting Monday, July 20th, 720. Not 420 for you kids out there. 720. 20. What, any excuse, right? You got a 20 in it. Anyway, uh, this whole year, 2020. So here we are, the uh, resolution number 20-20- who knows what it's going to be. If they don't pass it, I guess they don't give it a number. But this guy is like Santa Claus at Christmas. You're waiting for him to come down the chimney. You don't know if he's going to walk into the chambers. And I'm talking about one of the council members who hasn't been around since, uh, what's the Resolution here, had the dates, has not showed up. Being absent from the regular city council meetings on June 15th, July 6th. Special city council meeting on June 29th. Without the permission of the city council. And this is none other than Fernando Echevarria who is the councilman for District 2, I believe it is over there. On the west side, the south side, whatever side you're on, of your compass here in town. Now, what's interesting about Councilman Echevarria Folks may or may not remember, he used to live in Atwater, and you say, well, why do you know that, Casey? Well, because he ran for city council in Atwater, was unsuccessful. Aren't you folks in Atwater sad that you guys didn't elect him to the city council over there in Atwater? Anyway, he was unsuccessful in his uh, run for council. I don't know what year it was. I want to say 12, 14. That was a few years ago. And then he moved to Merced. Uh, of course, as you know, Merced went to districts. District elections. It used to be at large. You know, the, uh, the uh, whoever could get the most votes in the whole city. And then there was an organization that came to town called MALDEF, the Mexican American Legal Defense and Education Fund. Money. Fund. Funds means money, folks. Whenever you hear government say resources, funds, you know, blah, blah, it's money what makes the world go the round. So anyway, MALDEF, they came, uh, they had sued Merced to have districts, and we uh, didn't want to do it at first and spent some money. Uh, I think they uh, sued us, I don't know, they had 25000 in legal fees or something. We had to pay that, divvy up the city like a pizza, and uh, start going to district elections. And Councilman Echevarria in the city of Merced was the first elected representative of uh, District 2 over there on the uh, west side. Now, what's interesting is the city of Atwater was also sued by MALDIF, the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Educational Fund. Remember, money. Now, Atwater, uh, they didn't like it either. They didn't want to really carve up the city. I mean, you're talking a city of, what, 40,000? I forget how big Atwater is. It wasn't very big. Five council districts plus the mayor, or uh, what, four plus the mayor? How many do they have over there? five? Four plus the mayor. So anyway... Uh, Maldiv sued them. Now, you have to have a plaintiff. When you sue somebody, there is a plaintiff and a defendant. Kind of like uh, Judge Judy. Guess who was the plaintiff for Maldiv against the city of Atwater? That's right. Former candidate for counsel, Fernando Echevarria. Now, the city of uh, Atwater decided not to uh, you know, take it to the mat. They, they acquiesced. They, they knelt. No, they uh, buckled. They, they, uh, they uh, you know... Made districts. But interesting, interesting, isn't it? Interesting. The circle, the web. Anyway, here we are now. Mr. Echevarria has, uh, Councilman Echevarria has uh, irked the ire of not only some of the citizens in his district and the entire city, but also the council. So now they're looking at a censure. Let me read from it because we're getting short on time. Whereas the city council finds that council member Fernando Echevarria has, one, engaged in conduct, unbecoming a city council member. Two, engaged in conduct which has brought embarrassment and discredit to the city council. And three, engaged in conduct which is disrespectful, discourteous, belittling, and inflammatory, and inappropriate towards the public and other council members. And number four, I'm not going to be able to read all these, breach the trust and confidence of the other council members by making unsupported accusations of wrongdoing rather than engaging in good faith debate and disagreement. And number five, failed to recognize his duties. As a council member to the public and, number six, failed to give fair and equal treatment to all persons and, number seven, the council wishes it known that this public censure does not arise out of any good faith disagreement by or with council member Echevarria on any matter as good faith disagreement and debate are expected, encouraged, and welcomed and, number eight, specific instances of council member Echevarria's misconduct Leading to this public censure has included, but is not limited to, A, engaging in discourteous, disrespectful, and unprofessional conduct while at a public meeting on June 1, 2020. The discourteous, disrespectful, and unprofessional conduct in general included Councilmember Echevarria pounding his fist and acting in an intimidating manner, which included yelling. The discourteous, disrespectful, and unprofessional conduct specifically directed at Monica Villa on June 1, 2020 includes physical gestures, including pointing at Mrs. Via in an intimidating manner, personally attacking Ms. Via for comments that she made during the meeting that Council Member Echevarria disagreed with, and statement that homeless individuals are angry because they are homeless, they are angry because they don't have money in their pockets, and indicating that that's not the Council Member's problem. Mrs. Via, is a homeless citizen of Merced, and as a homeless advocate, any reasonable person would conclude the conduct was specifically directed at Ms. Via and was intended to be inflammatory and belittling. B. Asserting unsupported allegations which may create liability for the city, including threatening legal action against members of the community during what appeared to be a peaceful event at Courthouse Museum, engaging in a physical demonstration of the cardioid hole during a community event at Courthouse Museum shortly following the death of George Floyd, which on face value was disrespectful, insensitive, and potentially inflammatory and getting into a verbal confrontation with the participants of the event, using unprofessional, inflammatory, belittle, and discouraging, uh, discourteous language in communications, emails with residents, including communications that state to a resident uh, that a resident lives, quote, in a fantasy world, and look in a mirror and you will see embarrassment. See you, laugh out loud, among other instances. Leading to concerns and complaints about Council Member Chevaria's conduct, engaging in a personal vendetta against the mayor by attempting to defy, defame him, with unsupported allegations and falsehood and, of course, being absent at the meetings. So uh, you you can have the attitude of nobody tells me what to do. I used to have a little thing on my wall. It was a guy driving down a mountain road, you know, the cliff. He's about ready to go off the edge. The sign, road closed, danger up ahead. And he's just, nobody tells me what to do. So you can try that. It doesn't usually work that well. So the uh, resolution states... Uh, thus, the uh, city council does hereby publicly censure Councilman Chevaria for engaging in the foregoing conduct, which has caused undue disruption and loss of trust and confidence in him by the mayor and other city council members. Definitely the mayor, I don't know how many other city council members, maybe the other six, and Monish, or the other five, admonishes Councilmember Chevaria to cease in engaging in such conduct or similar conduct in the future so that the city council may regain trust and confidence in him going forward. And thus allowing the city council to perform duties in the best interest of the public. Remove council member Cheverria from any committee, membership, or board he sits on in his capacity as a council member during this time. So again, sometimes an apology, sometimes, I won't say it's all the time, but sometimes an apology goes a long way. I don't know if it's too late there is a rift in the merced city council and it would be nice to see it healed he should specifically apologize to the mayor because the things that were said about the mayor is just completely out of line folks we're going to give away a book right now destined for destiny it's a unauthorized biography autobiography of george w bush really funny it's by the folks that put out the onion also a ten dollar gift card to starbucks courtesy of your host 5th caller at 384-3323 or 1-800-350-3777. Want to thank last last week's listener for listening. Calling in, it was really wonderful. Everybody says they listen every week. I I really can't. It humbles me when you tell me that. So again, call in now. 384-3323. 5th caller, a book about George W. Bush, satirical book, and a $10 Starbucks gift card. We'll see you next week. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM. 1480 AMKYOS. Bye-bye.